From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 554. Today's show is brought to you by Micro.blog and our friends at Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy, who I'm very aware is very excited right now, <laughs> aren't you? You're all giddy over there, you know, going to mm-hmm. rub it in my face because what are you doing this weekend? We're going to talk about it later on, but what are you doing this weekend? Pincho week, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's go. There Let's go. First, first one of the year. You know, you know it's hype train central over here. So, uh, I, I am ready to roll, as the wire taught me to say. Ba- mm. Baltimore, right? Not, Baltimore, not, as I would want to say, Baltimore. Yeah, you know? uh, it's it's probably more. I don't know if it's more of a Amsterdam situation uh, where we're just going to be kind of like locked in the hotel, you know, never really leave the yeah. the premises. But uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. So yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be up in the Balmer. Uh, Friday afternoon uh, through Sunday. So, yeah, we'll talk about that later this show. There was a pen show in London last week. I saw some of the some of my friends taking mm-hmm. pictures. Um, I'm assuming thought, you did not go. Yeah. That would be nice, but then looked at when it was and was like, yeah, I'm not going to start the beginning of the F1 season, I'm afraid. I was too excited about Formula 1. Uh, so nothing was getting in my way last weekend. Yeah. Uh, another thing we could easily distract ourselves on mm-hmm. for about 10 minutes but i'll, I'll just say good race like fine I enjoyed like it. good good start of the season right you know it was a took, sh- I mean, took to a me, while to get there but it got there in the, the end the dominance right? you know i was maybe hoping for something slightly different but mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. midfield like from third down like that that was wildly right. exciting so that was right. all i wanted from the race just some fun yep. and like who could have who could have imagined the podiums that we got so yeah yep we got it so it was great to begin mm-hmm. the season that way but we have some follow-up uh on handwriting so on the two kind of things we've been talking about recently jack wrote in said uh, furthermore for language and handwriting practice that we've been talking about people trying to work on their language skills and how to write out different uh, letters and stuff uh jack says the don paper spiral bound that i have has various lines for descenders and ascenders brad used to talk about don paper a lot which is why I have some. Yes. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with Doan paper, it is a grid plus lines format. So you essentially have three rows of five millimeter grids contained within a deeper colored line. So it looks like you you have like different spacings to work on different line heights, which is what I talked about when we talked about handwriting, like why mm-hmm. graph and dot paper is good because you can have like one, two, and three like spaces of height or however you want to, to lay it out to practice uh, your handwriting and the Doan paper is perfect. Um, it's so perfect, Mike, that yesterday I wrote up, I do this thing for Panatic members called the Panatic Ratings where I give my own personal score on Pop. products in it. I didn't see this uh, in the show notes uh, before I had written an entire uh, rough draft of the uh, Done Paper Idea Journal, which is what Jack is referring to here. There's different Done Paper products with the spiral bound. It's called the Idea Journal. There's a large and a small um, I'm writing up the uh, Dome Paper Idea Journal Large. I should have that published tonight or tomorrow for Panatic members. So very, uh, very appropriate uh, follow-up here uh, that I'm writing about that uh, uh, for uh, Panatic members. So yeah, that's uh, that's fun. Always a product I love, Well, which was what Jack's talking about. I yeah. used to talk about it all the time. And I actually, I actually went into this um, little write-up that I was doing in my rough draft about why I did use it and why I don't use it currently. 
So that was for Yvonne who asked that original question. Yes. I went back to check. I looked through our Google Notes history because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I, I, I had a vague memory of the type of book that they were looking for, but it was right. just a blank workbook. I wasn't sure if the spiral bound was going to be an issue, but even if it mm-hmm. isn't, there are just like notepads like with just individual sheets basically, right which you could so the also good thing of, uh, about the dome is it is a front and back printed right so yep. like a lot of grid notebooks will only one side print which is fine but like if you're doing handwriting practice um the only thing you can't really do is a uh, landscape with this notebook right so you would just because of the way the way the format is right it's yeah, not um, it wouldn't make sense it's not it. uh, yeah. rotatable with the lines in there it would Gosh. not work um, the second follow-up, I'll let you read this, but it's handwriting related, but it's about the, um, basically paying to get your signature done, which is, yep. which was a different, uh, handwriting follow-up from last week. So I'll, I'll let you read this. This is from our friend, uh, Tony at, uh, Everyday Commentary. So generally, I agree with you, says Tony, that you want a better signature. Be like a Home Depot customer and do it yourself. However, an experience I had in the law makes me think that there are instances in which a professional redo of a signature might be worthwhile. Uh, I'm a trial lawyer and enjoy the fight and drama that is inherent in trial, but I hate appeals. So when we have cases that need appeals, we usually refer the case out to a different lawyer. I don't know the why f- that cracks me up. That's why funny. is that funny to you? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, hey, this is my job. I, I love going in here and, and fighting in the trial. Uh, screw an appeal, though. Forget that. I'm out. <laughs> a different, it's a, it feels like a different form of law, though. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. I get I'm it. Right? Anyway, yeah. the form for an appeal called a notice of appeal is, as all court forms are, hideously ugly. Blocks of text, way too small spaces, rules, numbers, letters. It's hot garbage from an aesthetic and design perspective, but it large, it's largely because it is a purpose-driven document. One of the lawyers we use on appeal has, however, taken that form and changed it into a work of art. It has all the same language, blocks of text, and fill-in-the-blank spaces, but it's all arranged in a way to make it more pleasing to the eye, and it also has fine calligraphic... Calligraphic? Calligraphic. Calligraphic work throughout. (laughs) It gives the appeal a real punch, and it is his calling card. I asked for a copy of the document, and he demurred, rightfully so. That gorgeous functional document was clearly made by a pro. If that had such a profound impact on me, I think there may be some very rare instances in which a pro signature makeover might be worthwhile. I think what Tony is saying here, but not actually saying is, this person is potentially more effective at their appeal trials because of how pretty the document is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's good. It's it it's sounds a first to me impression like, kind of thing with the signature here. I can imagine. You know, you, you, if somebody has a really beautiful signature, you maybe make a different judgment about them as a person. I don't know why, but maybe you do. Yeah, and now they're known as a fancy handwriting lawyer, and like, there's that's a that's a cool place to be. Like, you want to be like the like for me. Like, I, I like to be like, hey, the nice handwriting guy. I I, I like that. I am down with this instance yeah. of making the mundane. Uh, not so mundane, making it your own, making it colorful, make your like boring day to day, you know, appeals form filling out into something fun. It's like, like, oh, let me work on this signature here and I can really add something to this document and, you know, have uh, (laughs) keep my sanity as I'm working through this, this mound of paperwork that I have to fill out. Like I'm completely down with this. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I would love to see any other instances of this where you just add the flourish of the beautiful handwriting. It's always going to stand out. It's always going to get a comment from somebody, 
even if they're not like a writing or handwriting person. So I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So I love hearing this really, really special instance to, uh, to work on your handwriting. Um, as I, as I think about handwriting and rolling it back into the F1 chat, and I also just finished the uh, Netflix series Breakpoint, the tennis chat. I look at all the signatures, all these people sign, like all the drivers, all the tennis yep. players with, they're just like, let me grab the end of a Sharpie and just like draw a bunch of circles on there. Like I, like, I hate that. Like <laughs> that drives me crazy. Like if I'm, I want like a real, like real signature, take your time, no, write a but signature, that's, that's not, not just the thing. flippy. I, I know. It How gets are they going to take their time when they've got like these hundreds of people shoving hats in their yeah. faces? Well, know? they're never going to finish them all anyway. So why not just make the ones that you do like really important? I mean, half the no. time they're just taking selfies anyway. Like I don't want that's the thing. Though, I don't yeah. want like I don't want like a Lando, you know, LN signature. I want like a Lando Norris, like number four. Throw me a throw me a Lando number four on there at least or something. I don't know. That's just me watching all these signatures because you know you get all this all this footage of of the crowds and everything at all these events. So that I I just always look at these sharpies just flying around and it's like done. It's yeah, like, man. okay, whatever. I'm not into so that. So way to go. So not into what that. you're saying is at the Baltimore Pen Show, people should be asking for your autograph and we can judge <laughs> it on speed and uh, uh So I've started to do a block print um, signature for this Brad. specific reason. Like I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna, I'm gonna practice what I preach. I practice what I preach, Mike, and make it legible. Yeah. Block signature. Block signature, signature. <laughs> that's how we roll alright <laughs> yeah and I always drop a hashtag pen addict on there in the signature I, I take my time I take yes I take my time alright I'm not just gonna go like beady <laughs> who wants that okay <sighs> let's talk about sailor alright so I want you to just read what you've written in our show document <laughs> How about you read what I wrote in the show document? Right, so I'll, read, I'll read what you wrote in the show document. We have document. a link here. So it says, new Sailor Jellyfish. Mm-hmm. And there is a link. This is the new uh, Sailor Pen 1911 Overseas Exclusive, 1911S, the small one. Mm-hmm. And it is a, it's called the Jellyfish mm-hmm. release or line or whatever. Mm-hmm. It consists of five... Um, different 1911s it they are all single color demonstrators mm-hmm. they have different names the red one is called japanese sea nettle the kind of there's like an amber color one called the fried egg jellyfish yeah baby. there is a purpley one called violet jellyfish a blue one called freshwater and a green one called a one um and mm-hmm. they're all available brad wrote in our show document imagine getting to make everything that comes to mind <laughs> <laughs> Savage. This is absolute. That is, I cu- I read it this morning, and that was all that came to mind. Just. Savage. What you? That is like eviscerating, cutting to the core. There. So let me explain this a little bit because, like, that's my initial reaction. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get to a point, and we'll see if you agree or disagree. I actually have a little bit of a dissertation here. Shocker. I know, right? All right, so yes, you explained these well. 
um the first thing I see when I when I see this is like literally didn't we just do this like one or two weeks ago, right? The amount of product and this is like the mainline sailor, right? This is through sailor. These are not store exclusives. These are like the, you know, different uh, regional, you know, releases, things like that. So we just did that with the tequila stuff, like literally like two weeks ago, a series of five, all these colors, like mix and match, pulling parts from the shelf, whatever. This one... Um, the first thing I just rolled my eyes when I looked at this, right? Because they just did the compass, um, two years ago, which is the 1911 steel nib pen. And they just did them in the basic translucent barrel colors, like literally this pen, but with steel nibs (laughs) and between like thinking of all this and thinking of sailor in the big picture, all I could think about is how many pens must they sell to just be able to literally make anything that comes to mind. The first thing that comes to mind goes into production over and over and over and over again. And then all I could think about is they must sell a lot of freaking pens for this to be their design ideas, right? For the amount of product they create, they must absolutely sell a crap ton of pens. And that's impressive to me. So I'm actually saying that, Mike, contrary to your um, your savage comment, I'm actually commending them on the amount that they make because it does not make any logical sense from any business standpoint unless you are selling an absolute enormous amount of pens and they must like i am i'm kind of impressed (laughs) that they can just do this on a weekly basis like we don't get like a quarterly single pen release from them and they're done like we get that and then we get a monthly release and then we get a weekly release and then we get a daily release like if it's a day that ends in y sailor has released a new pen and all I can think about is I'm I'm not like mad about this. I'm more impressed because if I think of it this way, that they just must sell so many pens. And then you contrast them. That statement I made was twofold. Imagine getting to make everything that comes to mind. When you take that statement applied to Sailor and then apply that statement to Lamy, it's the exact opposite, right? Lamy is you know, disciplined and refined. And guess who's yelling at them all the time to make more pens that I want? Me, right? So I, I'm literally yelling at Lamy to be more like Sailor while on the, on the other hand, like half, time, half the time making fun of Sailor for it's like, it make it stop. <laughs> they make it stop at some point, but they don't. And it's kind of impressive. So like I am all in on Sailor, Mike, making literally a pen a day, for the next five years. All right. Like, let's just go. Let's go, Sailor. Like, pedal to the metal. Make everything that comes to mind. And that's where we're at right now with Sailor. And you know what? Like, I'm not going to buy any of the tequila ones from last week. I'm not going to buy any of these. You know? But I don't care. Like, I, it's cool. They must be selling an absolute metric ton of pens to release the amount of pens that they do. Mm. And, like, I just think about that in in context of me yelling at Lamy to, hey, give me my color translucent vista and they're never getting it even though they kind of like tease a little part here a little part there that 
you know, I just want more from Lamy is like, well, Sailor's doing that for me, right? Sailor's doing exactly what I want to see. So props to Sailor. So there you go. It is not exactly Savage, Mike. I don't know if that blew your mind or not, but like I I have come 180 degrees around on Sailor. Make literally everything all day long. If they can sell it, it's only impressive. If they can move this much product, shout out. Props to them. I mean, I agree with you, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do, and and I agree with the idea of like must be nice, right? Like to be right. able to produce at that level, like mm-hmm. yeah. So I think about it for myself, and I was thinking yeah. about it for you too. Like yeah. we will spend eighteen months on a single notebook, yeah, right, yeah. to get it correct and yeah. get it to market and to be happy with the thing that we sell. Sell sailor like someone probably like type something in slack hey what about these jellyfish ones cool can we do five yeah easy we do you want 10 no five's good all right done send it to production they just know how to do it right like yeah they got it all taken care of they have their production they know the quality like they you know it's just like it's a well-oiled machine which is just not a thing that me or you have right now right right so i am i am impressed with what sailor's doing even though, like, it's a lot. Like, it's I am and I have come completely around. These on. pens are not particularly impressive, right? Like, they're fine. People are gonna like them. Yeah, like my downside to these pens is, like, you just told me I could buy this pen with a steel nib for thirty dollars, like two years ago, and now this one's gonna be. I I didn't look at what's the current nineteen eleven S price is probably two, is it two eighty or three twenty? I forget. So yeah, like it's a very but their their gold nib their basic gold nib pens I think start at two eighty without me looking right. so I'd have to verify but yeah like you just told me like two years ago hey here's a lime green nineteen eleven looking barrel with a steel nib and it's like thirty thirty five dollars I was like yeah what that's what are cool. you referring to it's called the Sailor Compass right so I like this, this is very yeah. this is kind of the same pen just with the 14k nib for the 1911s model um and i think it's i'll have to look up the price i'm, I'm too busy rambling this. to look it up but they're like 280 i think yeah. the 1911s starting price hell i'll look it up now 1911s yeah. i remember this pen it had like so looks like slightly different right like the bands are different around the middle that kind of stuff yeah like it's, like it's definitely less detailed right yeah. but yeah. it's not that far different um so Let's see. So we got to find. So here's the other problem. Um, the 1911s starts at 280 for the new models. You can still find the old price was 220. Yep. So, yep. Um, but the standard ones now go for 280. So these, I'm assuming these are 280 without looking them up. So anyway. Um, but yeah, shout out Sailor. Uh, it was not Savage, and it's more being me being like, man, it must be nice, and I'm kind of impressed with that. This episode is brought to you by Pen Chalet. They sell authentic, amazing rollerballs and fountain pens, ballpoints and mechanical pencils, and everything in between. Whether you're looking for some ink, maybe looking for some refills, maybe you want a carrying case for that pen show that you're going to, Pen Chalet have got it all. They have fast and reliable customer service, and they stock products constantly. Every month, they're adding new stuff from your favorite brands. They run special discounts twice a month and close out specials every two weeks as well. They ship internationally. They have great shipping rates. And if you're in the U.S., they do free shipping on orders of over $75. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
So go take yourself right now to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PenAddict, and you'll be able to get a 10% off code for anything over at Penchalet that's exclusive for PenAddict listeners, and a selection of offers that are also exclusive for PenAddict listeners. Brad's going to tell you about some stuff that he's found there, but if you're like, oh man, I'm so jealous of these people going to pen shows, just have your own, you know? Go to yeah. Penchalet, have your own private pen show. And they really have some choices that are uh, very pen show centric this week. So the, what what Ron does, he's like, hey, look at these deals I have and they're they're great and I want you to check these out. And then, oh my God, what is this? That's that's how I treat this page. It's like, hey, there's some really good deals. Like these two Conklins at the top, these are like some real showy fountain pens, right? If you want the, like the all rainbow metal yeah. looking fountain pen, this Conklin's great. And the price is like we're in complete no-brainer type of territory if you just want to test out and try some pens like this. And then you have an overlay model, Conklin, the Endura uh, Deco. It has like some silver overlays, gold overlays, things like that that just look wild. And like if you're into that style and aesthetic, it's like, dang. And they, I think they even have like, uh, do they have a flex nib in the option in this one? Let's see. Yes, you, there's like even a flex nib mm-hmm. option, and like for the price point, like it's crazy, it's crazy. And then I scroll down on on the on not quite infinite scroll, uh, but it I took think, me a minute I think to I get know there. What you're looking at there's some there's two things that are sneaky. Yeah. One, an all timer in my book is the Y Studio resin fountain pen. Uh-huh. Um, I I should buy another one for the price that this is because I love this pen so much. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a pen for everybody. This is one of Brad's pens that he finds like completely, like particularly endearing. And I, I literally just love this pen so much. And the price is, it's probably half of what I paid for mine, right? Like it's that, I, like I should buy another one just to have. The second one, I don't understand whatsoever. <laughs> There's a Leonardo Messenger at a price that does not compute. Like, I'm not going to tell y'all it's a mistake, but for Leonardo pens, it's, it's, I I don't have the words like for the price point. Like if you, like we just put up a, a Leonardo review today that Jeff did on the blog. It's a different model, but the Leonardo's like the base cheap Leonardo's like that. I love so much start about 150, 160. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> this says special a like, special offer. It is listed as a It is a special offer. Like special. it's like it, it's a it's a two digit price instead of a three digit price. Mm-hmm. Like that's how like you don't see Leonardo's priced at, at that. So anyway, and that that's not it. Like I could go on and on. Like there's all kinds of um really wild stuff on this page. So yeah, definitely go check out everything at uh penchalet.com and have your own pen show at home. P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com. Click the uh, podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PenAddict. Thanks to Penchalet for the support of this show and Really FM. And I wanted to mention here, like, the next couple of pens that we have, both available, that we're going to talk about yeah. now, also both available at Penchalet. Yeah, so I didn't do this, uh, like, I don't look at the sponsor calendar, right? Like, I just put up things nope. that I like to talk about, that I want to talk about, and just so happens that these are new products from like main brands like Lamy and Kaveco. Like I like to talk about their new releases. And of course, our good friends at Pen Chalet have these both in stock. The Kaveco ones didn't surprise me. We'll talk about those second. The first one, the new Lamy Joy Red did surprise me. And I just want to give a special shout out to the Lamy Joy. It is one of the great underrated Lamy pens. It is essentially a desk pen, right? So 
If you think about what defines a desk pen, it's usually that long extended barrel, right? It's an artist type pen. It's not something you put in your pocket or in your bag or purse because it's too big. But there's something about these designs, and I've used the Platinum ones before. I've used the Lamy Joys before with this long skinny barrel that just makes them such a joy to write with. And they're relatively inexpensive, and it's a pen lineup I wish Lamy would make a special edition Joy every year. So what this is, is a special edition in Strawberry. So again, I can't get on uh, Sailor if I don't get on Lamy. Lamy has some extra Strawberry resin, Mike, <laughs> from last year's Strawberries and Cream release. So we have Strawberry parts here, and they've added in the extended Lamy Joy barrel. So like, I, I want to play fair here. Like, This is not like exactly completely unique. They've gone, oh, look at all these Strawberry parts we have, all mm. these grip sections and all these caps. How about we just make a, a barrel for that and do the special edition like two years later of the color they did with the safari but i'm happy right i'm happy that we have an extra joy color i would probably try to pick these one of these up at the pen show this weekend um which we'll talk about in a minute but because i i love using this pen it stays on the desk right it's not portable whatsoever um unless you want to stab yourself um in the side like if you try to stick this in a pocket or something it's just like ridiculously big and long but for the price it's like 28 bucks they ship with a stub nib, um, or Lamy calls it an italic nib. It's not really like a crispy italic nib. It's like a 1.5 millimeter stub to me, the way it writes. Um, but it's great. It's such an enjoyable pen. I like seeing Lamy mess around with this. They have very few colors in the Joy. So they, they have an all black one with a red clip. They have a black barrel with an aluminum uh, cap, and that's it right now. So the red one's the third one. In the past, I've bought a white one with a red clip. They do some very basic standard Lamy colors, black, white, red. Give me give me a yellow joy. Give me more joy in the joy fountain pen Lamy once a year. I'm not asking for much. I'm not asking for like sailor type releases here. Once a year, make a joy. Make it joyous. Make it a joy day. And I like for the price point, like even if they make like uh, just a few hundred of them, I mean, they'll sell like, it may not be worth it to them, but it's such a great pen, very underrated. We don't talk about it enough. And I, I just love, I just love it. So um, I'm actually want to go get, uh, I want to go get mine to ink up. All right. Um, flipping over into Kaveco. I've hesitated to put these in the show notes for like the last two or three weeks because there's really not a lot to say until I found the price point of one of these. So there's two new, uh Kaveco releases one is the new collection series which is your basic plastic barrel sport series this one's called uh Toyama teal it's a beautiful deep blue uh color it it's fantastic right like you don't even need to like discuss this you know it's your basic sport model short mm -hmm. pin um mm -hmm. uh, silver silver trim blue sparkly acrylic plastic material i mean like there's nothing else to say it's great it's fantastic then we get one of the new metal sports, which have been around for a long time, mostly made popular by the brass sports. So Kaveco has always done a few brass barrel models um, in these metal series. These all, they've also done a stainless steel one, which is my personal favorite. And now they've added bronze to the lineup. And I kind of choked on the price, <laughs> even though it's probably fine. Like, yeah. I think I'm just not used to it. We used to be able to get the brass sport for under $100. 
I don't know what the brass sport is now. Um, it's probably more than that, but I'm, I still have stuck in my head that the metal sports were, yeah, so like the brass one's still $100. The bronze one's twice as much. And is it twice as cool as, uh, or twice as like interesting as the brass one? Is bronze like that much more expensive of a metal material? I don't know. Like maybe I should have done check the spot prices on bronze, Mike, before we um before we did this little bit. Yeah, has but, anybody got the market prices? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's more expensive, but for twice as much as the brass, I don't know what you're gonna get from this. It might be slightly lighter, slightly softer. I don't know exactly how bronze compares to brass, but for twice the price, it I. I'm not feeling it. Even my steel one that I love. I thought I paid under a hundred, but no more than like 120. Like, and I, it's the stainless steel one. And I don't think they really have, I think you have to kind of hunt those down now. I don't think that's a stock item. Like the brass has always been stock, but that one kind of caught me off guard. So maybe I would like to hear from the chat uh, via panaticfeedback.com. Why should I be cool with the, bronze sport being 200 while the brass is still 120 and this is one of those things where Coveco says fine we'll just make the brass 140 are you happy now <laughs> you know brass price has gone up so like I don't want that to happen but I, I it caught me a little bit off guard even though it's probably an accurate price like it it's probably fine but that's just uh it was it was something I questioned uh, in my uh, my little stationary loving brain here that uh, that something's not adding up with uh, the rest of the product lineup here. So anyway, that's it. Um, I hope to get to check. I actually want to check out the Bronze Sport. Hopefully someone has one at the pin show this weekend, which uh, let's get into, Mike. We have the Baltimore pin show uh, this weekend. Um, the first pin show I'm attending in 2023, obviously not the first pin show of the calendar year. But uh, it's the first time I'm getting on the road, and this is going to start a run for me. So probably, let's see, in the next eight weeks, I'll probably be doing three pin shows. So we're going to do a lot of pin show uh, chat over these next few weeks. And my goal with these first three pin shows of the year, so Baltimore, Atlanta at the end of the month, and then Chicago at the beginning of March, is to take it a little bit slow and steady. Um, I am purposefully tightening my travel schedule since I'm not working any of these shows. You know, I don't have to be there Thursday night to set up for a Friday morning or get in, you know, the crack of dawn Friday morning to start setting up and then staying all the way to Sunday night to break down and probably not leaving till Monday morning. I'm flying out late Friday morning, getting to the show late afternoon you know i'll probably catch a couple hours of the show on friday hang out all friday night be at the show literally all day saturday from open to close like just really kind of make saturday my day to do the things even though that's probably like the busiest day um and then leave before the show opens on sunday like i'm trying I, this is a test run for me right um atlanta will be mostly similar uh, as will Chicago. This is my test to say, hey, can I get all the things done in this compacted schedule that works better for me, like on a personal level, like my life, you know, my you know, my family stuff, you know, getting home on a Sunday afternoon, things like that. So that's my schedule for this weekend. 
Um, I will mostly be hanging around the hotel and taking in all the events. And that's kind of what I want to talk about um, for Baltimore. Yep. Um, it's it's literally, you know, pretty much all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is, is your show schedule. Something I noticed that I haven't noticed at any other pin shows as I was going through their website, they have a VIP pass, Mike. Hello. And hello, yo, VIP. And so it's it's not just a weekend pass or like we've done the weekend pass like in Atlanta that includes like a meal, right? We get like uh-huh. a um, like an event, like a Friday evening cookout thing. So this is uh, the weekend VIP is something they're trying. That's you get in an hour before the general public, you get a guaranteed Ooh. seat in all free seminars and you get a VIP swag bag. Um, and that's it's... Smart. Yeah, $75 for the weekend. Normally, the weekend passes, I'd have to look. They're usually around like $50, so it's just a little bit of a premium, and that seems like, yeah. If I was going to be there Thursday night until like Sunday evening, I would probably get that, but I just have like a two-day pass. But also, Mm -hmm. in some instances, depending on who you are bad for, Mm -hmm. is depending on how the vendors play this, Mm -hmm. and I feel like vendors should be smart about it too, maybe. If you have limited edition products... Yeah, they could be one hundred percent secured by the VIP people if you're just going to put them out on your table. Yep, and so like that's yep. a reason to do it. But I, I, I would hope that some vendors who have like the super limited stuff maybe mm-hmm. keep a little bit. Like I know some do that anyway for days, right? So like, yeah, we're going to talk about this specifically here right. in a minute. Yeah, because there's one thing I really want to talk about. That I saw in the show notes. That, like my mind right. is kind of blown right now right we're gonna talk about that for sure because i I wouldn't have put it in the show notes if i didn't feel the same way so yeah like that's an interesting way like if you're like making this an event right so we talk about pin shows you know where people who are local and may just come for the day Uh or you have people a lot of times like myself who make it an event where you're spending two or three nights at the hotel and doing you know, the different shows and the different events at night, uh, things like that, you know, maybe something like this is worthwhile, especially like you're alluding to getting in an hour early. Hey, that's I think not it's such a great bad thing. Like, yeah, that, that's what I would do. Like if I was attending, cause then I would get an hour to just walk around and it'd be more empty. Like mm-hmm. I could do my, you know, if there's anything like urgent, I want to buy or whatever, like I could just right. go find it, you know, like, right. Right. Like you know, there, there was a one pen show here in Atlanta where I wanted to get a King of Pen Tan- King of Pen Tangerine, right? The right. nineteen eleven, and so yeah, I had to like as soon as it opened, I had to just like storm around the show to find one. Yeah, because, you split for like an hour. Yeah, I remember this specifically. Yeah, because I I really wanted it, and I assumed someone would have it, and Nib Smith had it, right? So I got it from Dan, right. but. Mm-hmm. That was a hot pen at the time, right. right? Right. And so, like, I would do this because it would allow me to get that first run in the morning. I think it's a great idea. Like, yep. Especially, I mean, if so, you're staying, right? Like, mm-hmm. if your plan is to stay the whole time, like, you, why would you not do this? Like, you've already right. laid so much money into it. Like, right. <laughs> I think it's smart. Yep. So I generally do that type of ticket if I'm going to be there, like especially all all day Friday and all day yeah. Sunday. This one I just bought like two days ticket, yeah. so it's like since I I know I'll probably just be there mostly on Saturday, so which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, another thing I found as I was going through, hey, what do I need to see or do I need to look at any classes or anything like that? One thing I did find 
which I think Baltimore's done this in the past or some other shows have done this in the past. They have some evening events. So like the pin show after dark, they are actually space limited. So it's like free to attend, but you need to sign up ahead of time. So if you're going to the Baltimore pin show and you want to do like the pin show after dark, there are actually like a registration thing. Like you put your name on a list and get like a little ticket thing. Uh, it's all for free, but like you might want to consider doing that if you want to do like the pin shows after dark or, or things like that. So if you're going and spending more than just like an afternoon at the pin show, bounce around the site, figure out like what you want to do and figure out, like make sure you're signed up for the things you want to do. So that's just a little, uh, little check in there that you want to do. Um, things I'm looking for, I don't really have, I definitely don't have a personal shopping list. Like if I see something great, whatever, like I'll, I'll, I'll buy something. Um, but like just from a pen addicts perspective and a discussion perspective and a review perspective, I don't know. I sent a message to luxury brands who carries the um, the endless uh, paper um, company. They they carry all their notebooks and stuff. So this is the endless creator retractable fountain pen. I don't know if it'll be ready yet for this show. Um, I definitely want to talk to them about getting one of those or at least getting on the list for one of those when yeah. they arrive. I don't know if they'll be here at this show or not. I'm kind of thinking not, but I don't know. It's We're probably getting pretty close. They've had pre-orders from Endless Designs already, um, but I haven't seen anyone receiving any pens, so I don't know what the exact dates are on that. I will get to see... Uh, Baltimore's a great show for having a lot of vendors So many and vendors, distributors. my word. Like, I'm looking through it now, like... It's huge, and there's so I mean, so many like that, heavy hitters too, right? Like it's this yeah. Is cool. This is this has been a good show, yeah. and the vendors have seen that you know they're able to get the right attendance, the right space, the right feel for the show. So that makes the vendors want to come to the show. So we have kind of like the who's who type of vendors here, plus a lot of the distributors, which is important to me to get to talk to them about like new products coming out. Uh, things like that. And then a lot of retailers that I don't necessarily get to see from time to time, but people that I work with, you know, on occasion, um, getting to just like, I really use these events for me to just like talk to people, right? It's, I, I end up with a lot of stuff, right? Pens and inks and paper. And, but it's more to me about like getting to see people that I haven't seen in person for a while, or like we've only been able to exchange a couple of emails or, or people I get to meet for the first time, right? Like there's a lot of new creators and new makers, which, you know, um, the thing I put in the show notes was this Edison pen collaboration, um, that they've been teasing for uh, release with, um, Stormrun's Blanks, who I, I follow uh, Jennifer Early of Stormrun's Blanks on Instagram and have been enjoying their work. Well, they have a material that they sent to Edison Penn and Edison did something cool with this the pens. What do you, you talk you talk about? What do you this think about? Pen so what's it called here? So it's a Beaumont, sick. which is one of my favorite shapes. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, it's what unbelie- did you say? This is an unbelievable looking pen. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's kind of like opaque white is like the the major body color mm-hmm. with these like swirls of blues and purples and blacks with what looks like a glitter right that runs through mm-hmm. it but mm-hmm. then Edison have paired it with ceramic white furniture right this pen is incredible i want it so bad <laughs> it's beautiful some mega yeah. dust now like this is and this is kind of what Mike was was talking about. There's only 15 of these pens. Like there's only and, 15. Yeah. 
Oh. So there's going to be 10 available on Friday and five available on Saturday. Um, they they will all sell like pretty yes. quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beaumont is a personal favorite shape of mine, right? It's a smaller size pen. But like you, I'm mostly compelled by the stinking clip and and cap band that's ceramic white. Like it just pairs perfectly. I like seeing, you know, we're always talking about like, hey, what can someone do new and different from everyone else? This is, I don't want to say this is simple because this is very difficult to like get this material right to be long lasting and wear well with pens. But like, I'm not asking for much right for like something new and unique to to buy and check out whether that's like a plated nib you know with different colored nibs or something like that but something that makes it a little different a little fun and like seeing this white hardware on this pen yeah that's pretty cool like i am i'm down with that i really like the the looks of it and i also like the shape of it so yeah maybe like if i see it in person maybe i get one maybe i don't i don't know but i just like the look of it i like the I like the changes that they've done with the clip and in the cap band to match with the pen. And um, yeah, maybe we'll see some more stuff like this. Like I said, like it's, it's complex and complicated, but at the same time, it's not right. It's like just a clip and just a cap band, but no one really does this that much, or at least they don't do it that much. So, you know, that's something I want to see. I want to talk to Brian and Andrea anyway. I want to talk to them about, um, you know, their price changes, um, that we praise them for, like actually lowering the yeah. price on the signature pens. You know, it's, I just I haven't. We'll come up to them and be like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> like literally, I don't think I've seen them and since Baltimore 2020. I think was maybe like the last time they were there. I was there, and like that's the last time I've gotten to talk to Brian and Andrea in person. So, you know, that's a lot of what the, these shows are about. When I went to like Atlanta and yeah. San Francisco. Uh, in Orlando last year, getting to see these people. Some of them I haven't seen in years, right? So Baltimore's a good show for that. You know, I'm definitely going to stop by Gingy Chocolates, like, which, like, that's like a Baltimore stalwart at this show. It's just like a chocolatier, a local chocolatier just comes and brings all their stuff and everyone's just, like, passing around this chocolate all weekend. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, I came home with, like, you know, espresso beans, chocolate espresso beans and stuff like that last year. It's like, I want to go do this at the Baltimore Pen Show. There's so much more than like the just the the pens and stationery part of these shows that are important to me so uh i am just really looking forward to it i am taking it uh kind of as it comes to me right not a lot of plans not not overstaying my welcome just kind of try to do this efficient travel trip and we'll we'll see how it goes i was thinking the other day i was like oh man Maybe I should change my flight and come in Thursday night. And it's like, no, Brad, stick with the plan. Let's see how it goes. Let's have a little test run because it's yeah. it's like me to spend like three or four nights there and just take it real slow. And I'm just going to not like speeding that up, but I'm going to try to be more efficient with my time and, and going to these shows. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope to see you there. Not you, the, not the people who are listening. I mean, you would hope to see me there. That would be interesting. That would be, that yeah. would be an, an yeah. exciting moment if I just mm. <laughs> happened to appear at the Baltimore <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you're there, don't hesitate to uh, come up, say hi. I won't. I'll, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you there, Mike. <laughs> yep. Uh, you just wait. Can you imagine if I've been planning so, yeah. this the whole time? That'd be fun. Yep. yep. I haven't been. All right. So like I could literally talk about everyone who's going to be there for an hour, but we'll do that in the post. We'll do that next yeah. week. We'll do uh, we'll do a little recap of we'll the see show. See, see how my plans go. See how uh, my non-budget uh, budget crashing uh, goes. So 
Um, we'll see. But, I'll always get up to something. So uh-huh. I look forward to it. Yeah, it's always like the inevitable, like, oh, I'm not going to spend too much. And then two days later on Instagram, it's just mm-hmm. like a table full of stuff. Exactly. You know, happens. That's the Brad Dowdy way. That happened to me in Atlanta. Atlanta yep. was the big one. It was like, yep. oof, oof. This episode is brought to you by Micro.blog. If you're a pen addict who wants to share your love of pens, ink, and stationery, come on over and join Micro.blog, where you will find kindred spirits. Micro.blog is an easy-to-use personal blogging platform where you can write short and long blog posts, share photos and videos, and even host a podcast of your own. But more than a place to post your stuff, it's also a friendly community of people with a wide range of interests who share and comment via Micro.blog's social timeline which is backed by strong community guidelines that are enforced. Micro.blog is different. There are no ads. There's no behind-the-scenes algorithm choosing which posts appear in your timeline. If you've always wanted to share your love of pens but have felt discouraged by the big social media sites, go on over to Micro.blog, meet fellow enthusiasts and the rest of the community who share interesting things that they love. Micro.blog hosting starts at just $5 per month. You can use your own domain name and even cross-post to Twitter, Tumblr, and Mastodon. You can also follow and be followed by Mastodon users directly with conversations threading across both micro.blog and Mastodon. If you're ready to try out a different blogging and social media experience, head to micro.blog and sign up for the 30-day free trial. Use the coupon code RELAY, R-E-L-A-Y, and you'll get a special deal. Of your standard subscription, you'll get a premium account at no extra charge. That is $5 a month for hosting, which includes premium features like podcast and video hosting, which is a saving of 50%. Thanks to Micro.blog for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, you know, I love Micro.blog. Yeah, I know. And I really appreciate what the creator, Matt and Reese, mm-hmm. his philosophy on things. He was ahead of the curve, man. He like, was ahead time. of the curve, and like that's paying off for him right now. And, but the point I wanted to make is that has just made him more excited to do more things for micro.blog. He does not rest on his laurels. There is so much cool stuff coming down the pike. And like just with this Mastodon integration here recently, like I follow people on Mastodon on, Mastodon on my micro.blog. I love the concepts of having, essentially if I'm making a post on micro.blog, it's literally going to my blog, my blog name, but it also appears in like a social feed and yep. it's easier to follow the comments and commentary on any of those posts. And the same thing with other people's content who I'm reading on there. It come, it's essentially, I, I it, it's a kind of even hard to explain, but it's, it's really just like this social timeline, but these, these blog pages actually exist of all the content that you've created and consumed on there. So it's, it's really amazing and it's, it's so much fun. So yeah, I, I'm big fan, big fan right here of Michael Rap blog. So all right, shout out of the week. Yes, please. We we have weirdo forest pens, Mike. All right. Um, you have probably seen me sharing Anne's content because it is just so cool. Um, it's pretty infrequent, which is good. Like I don't like I don't want people to get overwhelmed with like blogging, and Anne has kind of just like slowly uh, started to share things like over the past few years that I've been following. Mostly, I got. Um, really like sucked in by Anne's artwork being, you know, like a, a designer architect, oh, I believe. Um, there's always fun drawings and pictures yeah. when they do a review of products and it's just so compelling and so interesting to look at and really, really neat. So 
this is a blog you should definitely follow, um, you know, and post maybe like once a month, like, which is great. And they're always just the, these great, um, these great product reviews or ideas that I, I can't wait to read. I just get a lot out of the imagery and, uh, the aesthetic. And, uh, I think Anne does a great job. So y'all definitely go check out weirdo forest pens. And I also love that name. Product photography is good too. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's stunning. Yeah. One of the best, one it's of the best. Good. All right. Should we do some us TPA questions? Yep. Thank you to everybody who's been sending them in over at penaddictfeedback.com. Paolo asks, I've recently gone down the wooden pencil rabbit hole, but I prefer yeah. firmer cores similar to 2H. Mm-hmm. I've tried the Tombow Mono 100 in a 2H and loved it, but I would also like to know what your favorite options are, Brad, for firmer cores like 2Hs. Yeah, so I think the the Tombow Mono is a great choice. That might be the core core choice no pun intended okay there um tombow also does their less expensive 2558 which is their office pencil um in a two uh, do they do it in 2h it might just be h so maybe it's just h on that one if it's not 2h so um the other ones i like the tajima carpenter's pencil i believe is a 2h that's one i use very very frequently um, and then the Faber-Castell 9000 also comes in the H grades. So I like the two H's there. What are the differences in the grades, Brad, in a, in a nutshell? Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So H, so the easiest way to to think about it is you have kind of like the center, like the middle grade is called HB. And then if you yep. go to the H grades, that's H, it essentially stands for harder, right? So you'll go into 2H, 3H on up to like 8 and 10H. So the higher the number, the firmer the core is in the H side. And in when you're writing in a pencil with the pencil, mm-hmm. what does yep. that translate to? Is it less like lighter and lighter line? Yeah. Right? So it's the, less the, actual the core pencil is, core left on the paper when you're done. There's right. less lead on the paper. Right. So the graphite gets firmer and firmer, yep. which translates into a lighter and lighter line. Right. Like I wouldn't want to write like if I was just writing things like two H is kind of like my max. Yeah. I have some four H's laying around that are like fun if I just want like a really stabby type of pencil to do something neat with. But they're not as enjoyable as like two H. And then on the B side is mostly known as like the blackness side of it. Right. So it goes right. from from the the higher the number, the darker um, the graphite is on the page and softer, right? So once you get into 2H all the way up to like 10H, and I think there's even some like 12H pencils, those like 10 and 12Hs are like this really bold black core that's very soft, not quite charcoal Do you mean but, H or B? Uh, sorry, B, B, B. All right, so let me B just side. restate this. H sorry. is the hard, thin lines. Yep. Mm-hmm. B is the softer, thick lines. Yep. Cool. Yep. So, yeah, and then the the larger the number, the more extreme that is, right? Yeah. So if you put HB in the middle and the further away, two, three, four, five, like it, it stages out like that all the way up to 10 mostly, then there's a couple of outliers. Are there numbers in HB or is it just one HB typically? It's just HB. There's right. a one, a couple of companies use a one like you can get like a one number one or a number two pencil. And those are usually just in that ballpark H B or H or B, you know, however Mm -hmm. they call it, but it's all like right there in the center center of the line. So, um, those are my favorites. Uh, if you can find the Tajima Carpenter's pencil, it's a kind of a neat pencil. It's it's a little bit made on the, it even, might even be like made by Tombow and might even be the same Tombow core, but it's just a little bit different. And I believe it's a 2H. 
um, but I like the Faber Castell 9000. Um, any big brand, like if you can find Karen Dash 2Hs or you know Statler 2Hs, like all of those are going to be fine. Like, um, but my favorite that I, the one that I grab is the the Tajima Carpenters pencil um, and the Faber Castell uh, 9000 are the two that I use the most. Is calling it lead like I did a British thing? No, I still do it okay. like interchangeably. Like even though it's it's not accurate it's at not all. Actually lead. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. it's so ingrained <laughs> yeah. into like what we call what the terminology is that we use. Yeah. Like I I don't think people really flinch when you say lead. Yeah. Um that's especially harder for me with mechanical pencils. You just call them leads that you put into the pencils, right? I don't call yeah. them graphites that I put into the pencils. Yeah. Right? Graphite sticks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stefan asks is there a way to refill, refill and seal a cartridge? I use pens out and about, so when one dries out, I have to wait until I get home to refill it. I am already refilling cartridges of syringe and bottled ink, but the cartridge goes back into the pen immediately. It would be nice to refill and seal a bunch of cartridges all at once and then carrying them in a pencil case until needed. I don't want to just be buying new sealed cartridges because of the cost environment concerns because he gets to reduce reuse and fun inks come mostly in bottles not cartridges yeah so this is a great question and i'm definitely pro like filling cartridges um or like you know cleaning out of used cartridges refilling it with you know a different bottled ink or the same bottled ink that you use but what um stefan's referring to is to have backup like on the go usually if i'm going to do this i'm putting it right in a pen right because the cartridge has already been punctured and it's ready to use so now what if i want to do this and have a backup uh group of cartridges which normally you know you would just have like a little box of cartridges you take them all and and go down to the disposable route Mm -hmm. but if you're trying to avoid that I don't know a great answer for this. I, think I there's wonder, an interesting market opportunity here for yeah, someone. I wonder if you could try some of the wax seal type of stuff. Um, I would worry, you know, I would, I would almost want to test it out with some type of wax seal. Do it very lightly and not use an overly hot wax. Like you want it to be kind of thick and dry quickly. Like I wouldn't, because I wouldn't want it getting into the inside of the cartridge. Or melting the Like the, the little hole that's been punctured or melting the cartridge. So I would use like, I would maybe test something that's getting close to dry and thick, dabbing it over the top of the cartridge. And then when it was time to use, I would test carrying it first, right? Obviously, in a very protected way. Maybe put it in a Ziploc or something extra. Um, and then when it came time to use, I would want to peel off mm-hmm. that material um, before trying to insert it, just so none of that um, extra wax gets into my any any of my pen parts. That's just at least like a thought that's worth testing. Whether it would technically work, I don't know. How it would attach to the plastic how once it dries, how stable it would be to be knocking around and not yep, come like pop knock, knocked off. Yeah, just like popped off of there. Um, you know, the other thing which I, I would, it would be worse is getting like really tiny rubber bands in plastic, but that seems like a real, real pain. And I yeah, I, I would no. I would rather put in the effort to try like something cool, like a wax seal than just doing something mm. like kind of like taping it off, which I don't, I don't think you can get... Some of those sealing tapes and like rubber bands, I don't know. It's 
that would be less safe to me, I would think. So if anyone has any ideas on this, I don't know if you can have, like maybe there's a, like a 3D printed plug type of situation that could be out there. They'd be really small, but maybe there's a market for like, uh, you know, an international cartridge plug from like a 3D printer, right? And just try to have something that kind of you can stuff in there, then kind of snaps out when you need it kind of thing. But I have could a be, could be absolutely sketchy. different recommendation. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go in a completely different direction, but I actually think it's the better direction for Stefan. Put a converter in your pen and decant some ink into an ink testing vial. So just carry a small and, sealed carry bottle of ink. A, that's not a bad idea. Just invest, keep use converters for your pens and invest yeah. in like a singular carrying tube yep. to later just constantly just refill. refill. Yeah, not because a bad if idea. you want to carry around a bunch of sealed cartridges, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's even more stuff to carry around. Like I think, just move yeah. to a car, to a converter and just refill something from designed the to carry that. Yeah, because you could easily find some some mm-hmm. tube or like you know I took it like you know get the little ink testing bottles that sure. you see no, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, mm-hmm. They're sealed and they're not going to leak. So that's what I would do. Okay, that's not a bad idea. I'd be interested to me. see if that uh, doesn't defeat any purposes. It may not. Like, yeah, that's that's not a bad idea at all. I'm on to big have brain like a, mode today. <laughs> yeah, have a ink, <laughs> traveling ink vial, inkwell. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, if you're going to I mean, carry around like, like that, five cartridges, you may as well just carry around a small bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if having that backup is important to you, maybe that is a, a whale. I th- is it Visconti? That makes like a traveling inkwell. I mean, that might be kind of expensive. That kind of might defeat some of the. I'm also here, assuming but... small, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your thing, yeah. yeah. If you would so. like to send in a question for us to attempt to answer uh, on a future episode, <laughs> you can just go to penaddictfeedback.com and you can fill out the form that we have for that. Uh, you can even now tick to say it's uh, Ask TPA if you want it to be, or if you just got general follow up, you can just send that in. So. But we are, I always look through it before the beginning of every episode, pull some questions in. I appreciate everybody that does this. If you want to find Brad online, there's places you can go. Go to penaddict.com. You can go to twitch.tv slash penaddict, where Brad streams three times a week. You can go to spokedesign.com as well. If you want to find me online, I host shows here at Relay FM and sell products over at cortexbrand.com. We're both on Mastodon. You can find Brad. He is on, you're on mastodon.social, right? Correct, Pen Addict. Brad, Brad there. is on Mastodon.social. He is at Pen Addict. And you can find me on Mike.social. I'm at iMike. I've been working on this, Brad. I've been getting compliments mm-hmm. from people about the way that I have distilled how to say where to go. Yeah. And that I like that. So say the URL of your server and then right. what your handle is. Like I'm, right. I'm trying to get everyone to get on board with this now. Yeah. Right? So like I'll say I'm on Mike.social. As at iMike and Brad mm-hmm. is on Mastodon Social as at Penaddict. Yep, and it is, and trust me, y'all, it is not as complicated as people make it sound. But to you as a user, that is one of the more complicated parts. It's just like the yeah, how to find figuring someone. out where to uh, sign up. After and then that, there are like it's weirdnesses, but it depends on the app that you use. So like, just you'll mm-hmm. be good. Like. I'm I'm enjoying Mastodon. I'm like I'm getting on board now, right? Yep. I, yep. I dipped my toe in, and now I'm like I'm having a great time. It's going great. For oh me. yeah. Yep. Same. Thank you so much to Microdotblog and Pen Chalet for their support. And if you want to try out Mastodon, Microdotblog is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. 
as we mentioned in the ad earlier. Um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Attic. Brad will be back with a big grin on his face next week after <laughs> attending the Baltimore Pen Show. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>